Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. That's hooey and applesauce. Three words for that. Ooh, la, and la. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Oh, it's gangbusters. Damn a shake in In FL and Dave. Damn a shake. Hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? Hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 55 of the Dave Damashek football program. Available, as always, on iTunes. Subscribe, won't you? Lots to yap about in the world of football and beyond. Let's do it right now with our old pal from NFL.com. It's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss! Thanks for having me. I appreciate. It. Is that all I get for my song? That's now? it. You don't need more. Just a little. Bit. Just a little taste. We don't need the whole thing. It's and by the way, it's there's like untruth in it. Like I don't need that full pizza. Like two pieces are enough. You don't need to eat the full. Well, in the song, in your intro song created by the great one man house band Dick Banks, mm-hmm. it references that you got uh, the the you know a, a man of uh, of your size, a man of your carriage, got that way by eating a lot of French fries. But you say no, that's not, not how you did it. It's booze. You did it the old fashioned way. Yeah, um, the fun way, as I like to say it. Uh, you know, so I, we want to talk football. By the way, what do you think about Paris Hilton? She just what won thirty k in Vegas. What is she counting cards? <laughs> Probably. Does she have some sort of system? I don't even know that she can count to 21. Good for her, though, huh? Like, how long before the dealer shows, like, a, a 10, a 6, and another 10, she's sitting there with her fingers out going, duh, duh, duh. too many, wait, too many. She's terrific. I'm, I, you know what? I'm tickled for her. You? How much did she win? 30K. Isn't that how much? She should be betting about 25K a hand, though, right? That's what I, well, that, I was just about to say. She, she won a hand. Yeah, she's she's not really talking about uh, probably the key detail. She probably bet 
one hand of blackjack, put fifteen k down, right? And right, has to be. That's the way you. That's the way you do it. Has to be. She the wasn't. Story. She wasn't doing it uh, with ten dollar. She wasn't and, sitting at the El Cortez trying to grind it out on a dollar blackjack table. We're gonna get to. Uh, we're gonna get to some football and some other stuff in just a minute. But uh, Vegas reminds me. I had to go out to Las Vegas last Thursday. Had to go. Had to go for the Kimmel show. It is sad that I can't see the forest for the trees that mm-hmm. I say I use that as though it was an imposition on me. Right. As though somebody asked me to I had to go out to I had to go. It had was my to job mm-hmm. to go to Las Vegas and cover the Sports Illustrated swimsuit uh unveiling the oh, wow. the, I'm, the I'm red a, the red carpet. I'm I, really I'm really feeling for you here. I was kind of yeah, it was really bad cuz on Thursday night, I mean Wednesday night I'm catching the last flight out of uh, LA to to head over to Vegas, and I, I, I did have a pang of like, oh, this is a pain. This is a, this is really who's a pain. on that is that's shameful on my part, right? Yes, that's really bad. As though somebody said, hey, can you carry these, uh, these uh, cinder blocks up and down the stairs for the next uh, ten hours? Yes, Shame on me, poor, poor guy. What? How do you get out of bed in the morning? How well, do you, how do you survive when these are your tough assignments? Well, I got to go to Vegas and go to the sports. I don't like guys like you who do that kind of stuff. Well, and what kind of people are on the Wednesday night flight to Vegas? Because if you fly out on a Thursday or Friday, it's, pretty empty, yeah. it's the jovial, like, hey, we're almost there. Everybody's seeing, you know, and for us, if you're flying from, I am assuming, Burbank. Yeah. And I fly from Long Beach. You know, you're trying to see how many, you know, Coors Light you can cram down your throat before that. That thirty-minute flight is over. So, but what about Wednesday? It just seems like it would be more subdued. It was, yeah. It was a, it was a probably a third full of the flight. And the experience that's also great that people talk about when you fly in and out of LA is when you get on the last flight on Friday night or the first one Saturday morning, and then often when you get on the red eye leaving or not red eye, but the last flight on Sunday night, you'll often see. Um, some girls that you might see in one of the dancing places. That's <laughs> yes. always a fun, and you can always spot them a mile away. Right. That's always funny. But um, so I went out for the red carpet thing, and early in the day we shot a little bit with a few with with three of the women, and they were all foxes. They mm-hmm. were all. I mean, they. I mean, really. Imagine that. St- well, you know, I've told it before, and I'm not going to get into the whole thing. But the the experience of being. In L.A. is in, in in Hollywood. You meet these women. What do I always say, Rank? I don't want to. I, I I apologize if you're a longtime listener, but I'm going to say it again to you. The rule is the women, the actresses who you see on screen who are visions, it's big range in person. Sometimes way better than you expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, what's her name? Uh, Christine Applegate is one I always use. Like you know, what a vision. Then you see other Better ones. in person, Christine Applegate? Better in person. Okay. Yes, better in person. Then you see ones, then you see some women, and you're and you're stunned by how plain Jane they are. How mm-hmm. how I saw once in the I saw once Sherilyn Fenn. Now it's a little unfair because Sherilyn Fenn's probably mid to mid forties, maybe even fifty now. But I saw her and it was I it was one of those things like, did I go to school with that person or something? <laughs> Who is that person? Just so pedestrian looking, and then you realize Oh no, that's Sherilyn Fenn. Right. You know? And uh boxing Helena and so on and so forth. <laughs> yeah, de- depressing. Anyway, these women all visions, every mm. one of them. It I it's not an exaggeration to say that I've done this 2 years in a row now gone out to that and it is the single greatest collection of women that you will ever see. You would be hard-pressed to trump the the collective 
group. It's okay. amazing. So, is there a point to this humble brag, by the way? It's not a humble <laughs> brag. This Jessica Gomes is the one who's who's dynamite. She's she's from Australia, and she's a delight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we enjoyed a laugh or two. Because you know what it is with me? The thing with me is is that I'm a lot of fun. <laughs> I, yes, I'm ruggedly handsome, but I'm a lot of fun, really? too. So, yeah, we I have... want to know this, Dave. What's that? The one who's a lot of fun. <laughs> so we go out. We so we shoot with them for a little bit. We have some fun, and then Guillermo. It's not me. It's you know I'm the I'm the lowly writer, but right. Guillermo, the security guard, is the talent on it. So it's great. Oh, and by the way, Jimmy Kimmel Live. Great news for all the uh, for all the uh, Guild writers on that show. Uh, big award, Writers Guild Award for best variety show for last year's Academy Awards after the Oscar show. This year, even better. Kimmel just yesterday shot with. Oprah Winfrey. Wow. Yes. Guys like George Clooney and uh, and um, who else? Uh, uh, Sam Jackson and um, uh, Tom Hanks and these big timers are in this one coming up this uh, this Sunday night. But but Oprah Winfrey. Wow. Crazy. I remember a decade ago I was on the man show and Jimmy literally did Oprah Jimfrey. He did. He dressed up like Oprah. Right, right, right. And now he's shooting bits with Oprah Winfrey. It's wow. quite a thing. It's surreal. And it's, if you're from this area too, if you're from Los Angeles, you'll remember Jimmy as just the sports guy from the Kevin and Bean Show from the local 106.7 here in Los Angeles. Just the guy who did the sports. Now I'm reading now, tweets from Kimmel saying uh, from Oprah saying, "Hey, I just met Jimmy Kimmel. He is adorable in bold." <laughs> And uh, yeah, so it's so it's crazy. Anyway, so we're out there, and then we go on the red carpet, and it's one fox after the other, and Guillermo mm-hmm. asking him uh, foolish questions and everything. But then, what's great is these red carpets are really tight. You know, you're shoulder to shoulder with all the other people, all the other mooks out there asking questions to Kate Upton and and so on. So um, the the producer from Extra is right next to us the whole time. And he's and he's sort of like uh, you know he knows Guillermo and he's talking the, uh, uh, talking to Guillermo the whole time and he says um, with about we're just waiting for Kate Upton there's a little stop down all the mm-hmm. other women have gone by now it's just her the cover girl and he's talking to us and he says hey guys guys whispers as though this is a secret you know this is he's giving us some confidential info he says uh, guys you're gonna want to stick around here for a couple minutes because Mario doesn't say Mario Lopez. We're just supposed to, because he's from Extra, we're supposed to just know Mario is Mario Lopez. Did you think Lemieux for a second? Well. Did my, you get excited? I like, can't hey. hear that name without uh, kind of. Of course. Of, I mean, Mario. You're like, what? So Mario, he's like, hey, guys, just so you know, you want to stick around here, because uh, a couple minutes from now, Mario's going to walk. Mario is going to walk, and <laughs> the red carpet is what, is what the news is. Mario is going to walk, is, is now... My favorite quote of 2012. Good luck beating that. I don't think it can happen. This this obnoxious producer announcing, wait a second, flesh in the flesh? Mario Lopez? Slater is going to be here and we can talk to him? And and, and they also have their Las Vegas correspondent, who's some foxy uh, woman who's there as well. He's like, hey, listen, all I ask is, all I ask is in return is that you incorporate Mario and the Las Vegas correspondent. Let me tell you why that makes sense. Because Mario is our L.A. correspondent. She's our Las Vegas one. This brings it, the two worlds together. <laughs> and then he gives us and he gives us sort of a smirk like, you're welcome. You know, kind of thing. And you know he went to his, his pals at Extra and like, I totally snowed those Kimmel guys. I just got them to 
to do a hit with Mario. So we fit. Did so, you do a hit with Mario? No. So so good. So well. So Kate Upton goes, and then right behind her, literally a couple feet behind her, is Mario Lopez, and I and I am screaming because we have the so-called IFB, the little earpiece that you mm-hmm. can talk to Guillermo, and I have the microphone. I'm like, shut it down, shut it down. <laughs> I, I, I want to <laughs> shut the lights down, shut it all down. I wanted that to be the statement, like we're done, and just shut the go dark on yes. on Mario Lopez would be the greatest, but he was right there. So instead, uh, Guillermo, as he walks up, uh, he, he says, Mario Lopez, what the F are you doing here? <laughs> and, and, and that will be all we get out of Mario Lopez, That's awesome. it, which is great. I thought that was a good high. That's hat. good. I thought, you know, if the producer was doing you a favor by telling you Mario Lemieux there or something about, like, Maria Menounos is going to come walking up. You guys have your thing going. Mario's like- going to walk. <laughs> what, I, what, did this, what is this announcement? You know, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Greta Garbo is in the building. You know, like what? <laughs> Mario's going to walk. Mario. You, you whisper it to us. Hey, guys, you're going to want to stick You mean the guy who did the talk show with Danny Bonaducci <laughs> and Dick Clark and that other dreadful thing? Mario. Let Lopez, me ask you something, indeed. though. Kate Upton, some people are speculating maybe the best. We met her. We did. We met her at the Super Bowl. We interviewed her, and in fact, I offered to show her my L.A. And she said no. Did you offer to show her your Las Vegas? She took a a rain check. She did. I'm not going to take the hi-hat a second time. I I didn't even speak with her this time around. Well, good for you. Well, now, a lot of people are speculating that she might be one of the greatest cover models of all time. Who's your favorite? Cover model. Of the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit. Christy Brinkley. Christy Brinkley. Christy Brinkley in her heyday is number one, I think. Unless, correct me if I'm wrong. Am I missing somebody there? No, I actually—that's the one that jumps out to me. I was big into Polina Poroskova. Yeah, well, she—I mean, when you look, oh, I don't, you she look doesn't back, do it for me that much. Right. She's not my favorite, she, but she's very. Uh, well, also, she's she's sullied by dating or being married to Rick Ocasek. But she stayed Cars. with him forever, I which I think actually brings her back. It does. Why? Yeah, it's just admirable. She stuck around with that guy. When Isn't she it better that clearly... Julia Roberts was like, whoops, that was a real mistake with that, that Lyle Lovett thing? What was I thinking there? So she went and stole somebody else's husband? No, I don't think that redeemed her at all. Um, yeah, so you I got I, Heidi Klum. She was good. She was great, in fact. And I'll tell you, well, that's another one who's Elle sullied McPherson. now. The one who I Wait, like why is, is, why is... Why is Heidi Klum The sullied? whole seal mess. I don't like all that. Something Seal left her. There's I mean something's wrong with her. And then the other one is uh, the one who is dynamite looking is uh, last year's cover girl. I can't think of her name, but uh, Irina, Irina something. Mm-hmm. She's Russian, I think. Oh, uh, right, right, right. Yeah, I can't think of her name. She's like a better looking Angelina Jolie. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's not as bony. She's a less bony, but uh, slightly more voluptuous Angelina Jolie. That's a woman. But I'm telling you, this Jessica Gomes from Australia, I think she's half Portuguese and half Singaporean, but grew right. up in Australia. This is what a woman should look like. Gangbusters. Australians have done well at sports. Heidi, or uh, no, excuse me, Al McPherson, Australian, who graced the cover. She's in some new show. I don't like Al McPherson, too, because she's one of those, because she's a 6'1 girl. That's not that. That's not for damn shit. Oh, that's geez. too much woman. That's have too you much seen- woman. She's in some new show with Jessica Simpson, with some clothing show design. Ooh, thing. that's got to be good. NBC. I'd she like lo- to see that. She looks younger than Jessica Simpson. McPherson. Does. Yes. Good for her. Well, I, t- I told. Well, that, that's that is the greatest example of what I to bring this full circle, and then we shall move on to football talk. But that's what brings it full circle. 
You think Jessica Simpson, you've seen her in a lot of movies. We've seen the, the mom jeans photos of her, too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at her best, she was a fox. You know, yeah. Daisy Duke and all that jazz. She, really impressive. She could look terrific. I saw her in person in the Valley at a burger joint. And you re- wait, is that? That can't be. That's got to be a short, chubby person who looks vaguely like Jessica Simpson. Then you stare and you're like, no, 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 that's her. That's the real one. That's the real, uh, the real article. And you realize, wow. But the the crazy chubby, thing is, she was pregnant. No, no, no. This is before she was pregnant. This is a year and a half or two ago. But the uh, but the the other thing is the other part that uh, that I always say that the sad irony is for for the fellas is is that when you see the Hollywood leading man, every time you meet him, without variation, every one of them a beautiful bastard. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they have the chiseled jawline. That's, they have unnatural jawlines. Every one of them, handsome devils. It's weird. Anyway, now let's say hello. <laughs> On that note. What a lead-in. Let's now go to, uh, you know, speak of the devil, a handsome devil. Let's bring him in here all the way from England. It's Handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank from England, handsome from England. He's handsome Hank from England, handsome from England. He's handsome Hank from England, handsome from England. His name is Handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank, he's handsome Hank, he's handsome Hello, handsome. Morning, Dave. How are you? I'm well, I'm well. How, how, what's, what's the poop, fella? Uh, I'm, I'm happy coming off a, a great president's weekend, or, or prime minister's day, as we, as we call it back home. Do you have uh, a prime minister's day? We don't. I made that up. Um, who is your uh, – I, I saw this on Twitter. Somebody asked this. Oh, Mindy Kaling from, uh, from The Office fame asked, uh, who's your favorite president and who is your favorite fictional president? And I throw it to you, Adam Rank and Handsome Hank. Well, actually, I, it's unfair to throw it at you. I'll tell you. The, I, I don't have a favorite president, really, but... Uh, Who I mean, would be I, yours, like, if you had to pick one? I think Andrew Jackson is a little forgotten in history. He's a pretty interesting character. He's, I mean, as far How as the character you, you goes. Didn't see him, you didn't see him preside. You're right. That's, you're uh, that the, goes against my football. Snobbery. When it comes to football players, I can't evaluate uh, Otto Graham because I didn't see him play, and yet I can weigh in on whether or not... And, I'm talking more about the character. I don't want to, I, you know, I don't like to talk well, politics because I'm going to evaluate whose who's policies I enjoyed. That's what I'm talking about, the the character, the figure that they cut, what we've learned about them in history and so on. Well, mm-hmm. so I, I did a bit of research because yesterday I was like, President's Day, I need to know a little bit about this. There's a guy who was your president called William Taft. Taft right. Oh, like he, I love him. Now, he got stuck in a bath, okay, which is fine. He's a bi- He was a big... Um, portly gentleman. Not uh, enough made about the fact that we had a morbidly he, obese president. He was morbidly obese, but you know how he got fat? I was like, well, how, how did he get so fat? Apparently he was addicted to milk, and he was the last president, <laughs> unsurprisingly, he was the last president to have a cow graze on the White House lawn. He had, <laughs> he had, he had two cows in his in, during his president. I don't know whether he had four years or eight years or whatever, but he had two cows, one which is called something like Mossy Saucy or something like that, but then the second one was called Pauline. And Pauline used to graze on the... I just love this. Wow. She used to graze on the White House lawn. He was 370 pounds of milk, basically. That is terrific. That's wow. a great insight, see? I Sometimes bring, we're too that. close to it, and we yes. need an outsider to yep. come in. Well, there you go. That's why we bring him in to talk uh, football with us here. By the way, my favorite uh, fictional one that I could think of, at least. I'm sure there's some ones that I, that I, I haven't considered. But I always loved... Not because I thought he would be a great president, in fact, but I always thought the... Um, president in Superman 2 was a pretty interesting character. What? 
The way he just bends over for Lex Luthor oh my and for General Zod. <laughs> yeah. I didn't care. Oh. Oh, that's why they pres- cover for him. The one guy says, uh, you know, the the, the uh, Secret Service guy says, I'm the president. And then these men are covering for me, you know, like Superman, where are you? He gets on the TV and Lex Luthor and General Zod knock him out of the way. Uh-huh. You know, when he's Superman, where are you? <laughs> Coward. That was pretty bad. Z- General Zod is is overrunning our nation, President. I don't where like are that. you? I kind of like Jack Nicholson, too, in the underrated uh, Mars Attacks. Mars Attacks, yes. Not bad. Who they do you blow got? up the landmark yeah. in Las Vegas. i got to go President Tom Whitmore from Independence I Day. I knew Bill yeah. Pullman was going to be your answer. Why do you – why am I so predictable? But he's the best. He See, your guy was a coward. He was hiding behind the Secret Service. Tom Pullman – or Bill Pullman. I got them both mixed up right there. <laughs> he went and fought the aliens. He said – you know, the guy, the the assistant coach from uh, Necessary Roughness, what's his name? He plays the he plays the, the military guy. Well, I'm blowing this story. Where do you think you're going, sir? I'm a pilot. I belong in the air. This after he gave the rousing speech that rallied not only America, nay, the world. The whole world. The yeah. world stood up with one voice to say, we will not go quietly into the night. We will stay. Uh, well, July 4th. Uh, was no longer an American holiday. It was the world's holiday. Wait, 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 wait. That's not true. Because at the end of that movie, you see every other country. You see the, the ship come across and it, you know a landmark from the country blown up. At the end, America's fine. We never find out if, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, America then goes, great, with all these other places are empty. Well, let's let's go live in London and Paris and we'll overrun them. Delhi and we'll just take over. Not a lot of people. <laughs> no, actually, there is no the, the rest of the world didn't get saved by America. Actually, you want to know what happened is in uh, some of these some of these cities the the spaceships crashed and the invading forces that were going to come out actually start a ground war right. with the troops that are left in over. In some places, there's they're books. still going on. Yeah, in there's some places those fights are still happening. There's actually books about this. So, are you guys totally missed why left on this one? The best presidential character. Lay it on us, black tie. President David Palmer. David Palmer? Who yes. is that? Oh, my gosh. From 24? Serious? Yes. I thought oh, that was, I never. I, you know what? I have to admit to you, black tie, I've never seen 24. Oh, my I watched God. about the first 12 minutes of 24, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. The first 12 minutes of, like, the 2,600 hours of 24? That's what I mean. The, the 2,600 oh hours put me off. I didn't care for it. Oh my god! I never saw that, and but now that we're actually, I just that must be why they were playing it, of course, over the weekend. I didn't put two and two together, but uh, Air Force One was on quite a bit. Air Force One. Mm-hmm. I've said one. it before. I've I, I have a wait. Hypothesis. Is that wait? Is that is that a presidential movie though? What are you talking no, about? I'm just kidding. The uh, the yeah, Harrison Ford is the uh, president of the United States up in the sky. But I don't like the picture because of Harrison Ford's acting style. I love Blade Runner. I love Indiana Jones, or at least the first three. Of course, I love Solo. That should go without saying. Mm-hmm. If you're a human being, you should love Han Solo. Now, right after that, though, he starts getting – his performances get really weird where he has that confused face, his perpetually confused plane. Get off of my plane and all that kind of stuff. There's, I have hypothesized that in regarding Henry that the props guy made a mistake and handed him a loaded gun and he actually did get shot in the head because there's something <laughs> very vacant about Harrison Ford ever since regarding Henry. Remember that picture? <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
where he's a where he's a too slick attorney, and then he takes <laughs> a bullet in the head from John Leguizamo as a side note, and uh, and then isn't right ever again. I think in real life he's never been right since that picture. Is that right? That maybe because he has that look on his face when he plays Jack Ryan in yeah, those movies yeah. too. It's kind of like a little disconcerting. Yeah, I think it's maybe because he's hungry. His wife doesn't look like she eats very much. I think there's probably <laughs> just. I think he's just constantly hungry. <laughs> well, clearly his decision making process isn't what it should be. He is a sixty or seventy year old man who wears a diamond stud earring. That's yeah. I think all we really get to know about the guy. <laughs> all right, can we talk about football, please? Would that kill you guys to actually talk about all football? Right. Fine, we'll move on to that. Handsome, we like to bring you in. Because you bring to us the greatest in football player, coach, owner, and so on quotes. And, uh, you know, we're getting ready to go to the Combine, or at least I am. Neither one of you guys is going to Indianapolis again. Sadly, no. No, unfortunately, no. Yeah, I'm heading no. back out there and um, to the this week for, for uh, thecars.com for the segment where I fulfill – the, the bucket wish list of, uh, of football fans. I'm going out there and going to hopefully be catching up with some ball players out there and, and kibitzing and seeing what goes on at what this fun. combine thing. You know what I would love to see? My favorite combine thing is, is that Jeff George threw a ball 92 yards mm-hmm. at the combine once. I think that is one of the most remarkable things I've ever heard. I saw um, former Patriots backup quarterback Rohan Davey that played at LSU sure. who played in NFL Europe on his knees – Throw it ninety yards. No, you didn't. That I can't swear be right. You can ask my uh, my good friend Brian Baldinger. We Are both, you sure that wasn't in meters? I, it was not in meters. It was in <laughs> yards. Really, Rohan Davy, enormous arm, totally. I mean, wildly inaccurate. But uh, I, but but ninety it, yards from, it, from his, his knees. knees. From well, his knees. My Jeff George one. Well, I once saw uh, Rex Ryan take down the Indianapolis Steak and Shake. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, so, all right, handsome. We, so yeah, I'm going out to the combine, but so right now everybody is in, most teams are getting into their, um, you know, the franchise tag stuff. And we're hearing a lot about that. The Steelers seem to be on the tip of a lot of, uh, media guys tongues right now because they're in a lot of jeopardy. They're up against the cap. And the rumor is, is that they're in, in jeopardy of losing Mike Wallace, the restricted free agent. I think in general, the wide receivers are going to be, there's going to be a lot of movement. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys, Vincent Jackson, I think is going to Sean Jackson as well. A lot of Jacksons. Yeah. Well, what you it'll be interesting to see what the, uh, what the Eagles do there. If they decide to franchise him, a lot of those guys, a lot of big name wide receivers, could be moving around. And Wes as I, Welker hasn't signed a deal either. True. I know. Well, it, it'll be interesting to see if this is a whole bunch of nonsense and everybody winds up back with their with their old team. But every year I'm reminded of the fact that when you start hearing these franchise tags starting to get stuck on guys, boy, would that stink if you're a player. That would be the worst thing when you could sign and basically lock up not just your future, but for generations to come, your family can be secured with a four-year, $30 million deal. Instead, you get stuck in a one-year deal. What if you hurt your knee? Then you're done. Then, you're, then, then, you're, then your career has been compromised. This is the the lockout and the, some of the – it seems like one of the finer points is both sides agreed paying the heaps of the $100 million contract to a rookie is a bad idea. But then on the back end, when you're in your prime and you've delivered, this is when you should be able to cash in. That loot should then go to you then. But this franchise tag ruins it, yes or no? Well, you know, they're still being paid among the top five of their position 
And this is the NFL. It's not baseball. These guys, their their contracts are not guaranteed. So it is actually a nice thing that you're going to be paid amongst the best of your position. You just don't have the long-term security, but really nobody does. What about if you're Jermichael Finley, though? He's probably the top f- the, the, to be paid that way. He, would, I think they, the Packers only are going to have to pay him $5 million or $5.5 million. Somebody certainly would well, trump that. How's they? he going to make that work? What do you mean, how's he going to make I that work? I don't know. Work? It doesn't sound like <laughs> a lot of money, I guess. Well, listen, of course we can play that game that, well, I think I could get by on the uh, on the league minimum, but but th- he's not making the league minimum. He's making what the top five players at his position make. That's a fair contract. And I think Finley's actually trying to persuade. You know, he's gone to an arbitrator or something to say, well, actually, I'm a receiver because I'm often split out. I'm not a true tight end. I'm often split out as a. He's like, I don't know how to block. So, yeah, exactly. Um, so he may get. He he may be able to to convince people that is interesting. Paid, uh, and you see that you hear that. I yeah. remember there was a point where um, Terrell Suggs was trying to be a defensive end rather than a linebacker, or the other way around when he was being franchised because that one position was being paid a lot better than the other. Yeah, that's a that is great. Yeah, Aaron Hernandez. It's cool to be called a tight end. Wow, I'm a great pass yeah. catcher for a tight end until until, until it doesn't day, serve yeah, my purposes. Exactly. Anymore. Then I want to be a receiver. I'm really a receiver. Yeah, interesting He's, point. One thing Hernandez is not doing is I'm a fullback, guys. That's um, what I am. What would yeah. you do if you were the Ravens right now? They're in an interesting spot that Joe Flacco's agent, we'll see what he ends up getting. But Joe Flacco, we've beaten him up quite a bit on this podcast and on the shame report and so on. But Joe Flacco is now asking for his agent for to be paid as a top five QB. Of course, I don't think Joe Flacco, there's no way Joe Flacco or his agent perceive him to be one of the five best quarterbacks in the game. But that's what the market yields right now or theoretically should yield. But if you're the Ravens, would you do it? Would you pay this? Would you pay him or would you turn the page? I'd pay him. You would pay Joe Flacco. What I'd he pay, asks. I wouldn't necessarily, I'd, but I'd negotiate with him to pay him something. It's close a reboot. To something between what we wanted. You don't want to start again with that. No, Joe Flacco is not a top five quarterback, but he may be a top. Not with not with twelve. Or not, he's not Mark Sanchez. Yeah, not, he's, I, he's yes, he's not Mark Sanchez. Yeah. which is good news. And there and there is a fair amount of turnover going on with those Ravens. But you know, for what it for what it's worth, Ray Lewis, who is pretty used up in my book, but Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, those guys. If you do that, that's you've that's now you've now moved on from their careers. If yeah. you don't keep Joe Flacco, then you have no chance of going to the Super Bowl next year. So you got to pay Joe Flacco, but boy, they're going to be hamstrung by that deal, don't you think? Well, Joe Flacco knows that Joe Flacco is only as good as he can be with Ray Rice in the backfield. So maybe he's willing to make some concessions to make sure that they can have Rice on board as well. Right? That's the other thing. What kind of creep would not in this day and age? You hear a lot of the Steelers now, Roethlisberger, Harrison, and beyond. A lot of these guys are restructuring their deals. It's a pretty common thing. What kind of creep would say no to that? Nope. <laughs> nope. Too bad. I don't care. I think you would, wouldn't you? I would, yes. That, that, that is what I would do. But I, I, I'm worth every penny, Adam. <laughs> um, so anyway, so the uh, speaking of QBs, handsome, Tim Tebow, shockingly, in the news once again. Tim Tebow's in the news, yeah. this is I like this. So Tim Tebow, golden boy. Brady Quinn once was a golden boy and, and is uh, was Tim Tebow's backup. We can get into that maybe, but... Brady Quinn was interviewed about um, Tim Tebow and how it was. Uh, Who's interested in talking to Brady Quinn right now? I think anyone who wants a little scoop on on Tim Tebow is probably, and they sounds like they've come to the right place because this is what he told. I'm uh, kicking. I, you know what? I was going to say uh, we should be kicking ourselves uh, uh, rank, but in fact, we should be kicking black tie. 
black tie. Why didn't you chase Brady Quinn? We could have had gold on our hands here. Um, Brady Quinn, I don't like him too much. Oh. Okay, thanks. Right, fair enough. Okay. Give us your list of guys you don't like so we know not to <laughs> not to waste your time with that. We wouldn't want to insult you. Do you have you know what? It's an a weird thing black tie that for you've been our producer for what? 2 months now at least. The longest run ever on two the Dave Damashek mm-hmm. uh football program. 55 episodes worth. I don't know. We've talked NBA, but I don't know if you have an NFL team. I don't have any team. You have no rooting that. interest. That's no, I'm, weird. I'm a fan of the game. I'm not how, can, how can that be? That. How can that be? I'm when that. people say you shouldn't, you know, you should never, you know, that's Dave, a common I'm thing. In, empty life. In the empty, in the, in, in, listen, I've talked to a lot of media guys here at the NFL network and beyond, and I say, what's your team? They say, I really don't like to talk about it. I don't ever acknowledge that. Like, what? What is your source of credibility and pleasure beyond your credibility professionally? Where's your pleasure for the game come from if you don't have a rooting interest in it? It's it's very odd. I don't get where your head's at on this one, Black Tie. It's weird, and it's weird when anybody who is on says, I, I don't really, you know what, I don't really care about. Uh, I'm, the same, I'm that way in all sports except soccer. That's the only sport I'm, uh, I have a team in. Your team is Man U. Yes. It's so in vogue to have a to, to have a EPL a, team. An EPL team. That's right. English Premier League team. That's oh, it's so cool to to root for one of those teams now. Fat and double fat is what I say to that. The savvy moves. Yeah, I'm a Rangers FC guy. They're in, a, they're in administration, I think. <laughs> yes. Liverpool. <laughs> Liverpool's good, right? I, well, I, I don't want to talk about that. I'm I don't care about stuff. all that. Yeah, that's speaking of uh, speaking of Tebow, we do have that song though, right? If you wanna, we, oh, we the one man house it. band Dick Banks. Yes, I would. The, thank you, Black Tie. I would like to do that. The one man house band Dick Banks is always cooking up music so much so that I I often you you may have noticed I get distracted and I lose my train of thought, you know, now and again, and I have forgotten to get to a Tebow song. It's a little outdated. I think he wrote it right after the. Broncos lost to the Patriots, if I'm not mistaken. But so what? I want to hear it. It's good work by the one-man house band. Hit it. Was I watching Joey Harrington with my eyes? You were nine for 26 and got sacked. At least five times, Brady showed you how a QB throws. Tebow, you're not going to the Super Bowl. This comes as no surprise. We've all known it for a while. You are really Now this fat is all but died So next time you Tebow You'll know just what to say Just please, oh Lord, don't send me To Tampa Bay That's nice, isn't it? Mm. Don't you I wish like you it. could play an instrument, Handsome Hank, when you I, hear something I like that? I used to play the flute. 
Oh, 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 a recital is, uh, is, yeah, is not just a good idea. It's a requirement now. If you've got a flute, I'll, I'll, I'll You have no go. flute. No, no. I mean, I haven't played the flute in, in 20 years. You're a did, flautist. But I was you... a flautist, but I'm not fla- flaunting my <laughs> flute. Well, that's something. Can uh, you play any instruments, Dave? Do I? I? I can play a little bit of guitar, but not very well. As an adult, I decided when I was about like 28, I thought, you know what? It's not too late to learn how to play guitar. So what? I still Turns have some out it years was. left. I tr- I did it for about like a year, and then like most things, I just kind of fizzled out. I could still pick up a guitar though and play. Um, what could I play on the guitar? I liked. You know what I thought I'd learn? Led Zeppelin three, Braun your stomp. You know the song. Mm-hmm. I thought I I wonder if I can learn how to play that on a guitar, and I did. And then once that I was did, it. I, sort of like cooking for me. I can cook. You know, right? How I many can, things? A few. And I but I just wanted to see. You know, I can can I get it? I do. It's not enjoyable to me. It's tedious. All the cutting and cleaning and everything. <laughs> somebody else. That's good for somebody. I know a lot of people find that very peaceful. I don't. I don't enjoy the work at all. I can make nice. The the my my milieu is really soup. I can make oh. delicious <laughs> soups. I do. I make some nice soups for nice. you. But um, the thing I still do best. I hate when people say it, but it happens to be true in my case. I am one of the twenty greatest parkers I've ever known in my life. Right. I'm a really good car parker. I, I could really. I'm masterful with it. You know what it's all about? Vision. I have the vision. I watch people walking from a distance. I can see when they're going to a car. I can see where they're going. If they're parked in this row, it's, I, I'm, I'm really very I'm, – I'm That expert. type of – what about three-point parking? Uh, it's a parallel parking? Yes. Yeah, I'm an excellent parallel parker. I can do it almost – I can get – I can get my ride into if if you know like uh, Gail Sayer said, give me eighteen inches of daylight. That's what I need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, all I need I need I need I need four inches beyond this the 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 length of my car. Mm-hmm. Just give me four extra inches. I right. can I can park that car. That's going to be think, incredibly useful for your road trip. I mean, thank you. That, probably that's why they selected. That's a part of it. Yes, right. I would imagine. Yeah, I think we take him down to Newport Beach on the Fourth of July weekend. Have you park in some of the toughest spots of all time? Put you up to the challenge. Done and done. All right. Look who it is. Uh, we're going to be talking uh, some some puck here in just a little bit here. I love to talk some hockey. But first, Handsome Hank, we have uh, some quotes to, to get we, to. We, Tim we, we've Tebow. Been trying, we've been trying for a while now. So Tim Tebow, Brady Quinn. Brady Quinn was uh, his backup this year. And Brady Quinn, turns out him and, and, and Tim didn't um, – doesn't sound like anyway they bonded particularly – um, I, you didn't know that during the season. No. Brady Quinn was a good soldier, and, and you know they're both former sort of gold, you know college golden boys. Both have uh, kind of weirdly large biceps for a quarterback. This, they, it seems like they'd have a lot. Neither, of, they'd neither, have a lot in common. Neither but are particularly turn, good. Neither are particularly good. <laughs> uh, pro, yeah, exactly. But both have their, their, uh, have had their best days uh, of their football careers. So uh, Brady Quinn said to GQ. If you look at it as a whole, there's a lot of things that just don't seem very humble about Tim to me. When I get that opportunity, I'll continue to lead, not necessarily by trying to get in front of the camera and praying, but by praying with my teammates. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. I don't. First of all, that's uh, great to say in a vacuum. And uh, like you indicated there, handsome Hank, fortunately or unfortunately, I don't think Brady Quinn is ever going to get 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 his opportunity. Well, he had it, actually. 
Yeah, he did with the Browns. And, and I'm sure he prayed with his teammates a lot for a win. I've said it before. <laughs> I'll say it to you again now. I feel like it's Brady Quinn seems like a ridiculous character based on some of the uh, the photographs that you can find of him uh, online. You know, the, he he seems like a semi odd guy who has a chip on his shoulder because of the way the draft went down. And but I'll say this. He never has really gotten a, his his fair shot. He's like Matt Leinart in my book, right? Yep. Shouldn't Brady go, yeah, yeah. Shouldn't a desperate team go out and take a look at him? Well, the fact they haven't says more to to me than than I don't think he's unlucky. I think probably you know stuff gets passed around in the NFL and people went, you don't want Brady. It must be. That's well, that's the only thing I can imagine. We talked last summer, Rank, the greatest indictment of Matt Leinart was when the Seahawks were looking for an extra QB exactly. and Pete Carroll didn't go and sign him. That, that That's all you need to know. The guy who recruited him and coached him well, the, didn't he, see fit to bring him in. It's like Matt Flynn, this you know this free agency. If the Dolphins were Joe Philbin as their head coach, if they don't go after Matt Flynn, then if I was every other team, I'd be like, eh, you know what, we'll leave it. The Seahawks did put in a bid for Matt Oh, they Leiner. did? Yeah, but the, the Texans wrapped him up. Oh, all right. I stand corrected. See, Matt Leinart. I said he would. Uh, he could have taken him to the Super Bowl. So, so wait. So Brady Quinn also, because I think he thought that he should have been the number two quarterback. And when Tebow got his shot, it actually apparently should have been Brady because he also says, "Praying I with my teammates." Yeah, well, it's, it, he would have been. He would have got the opportunity apparently to pray with his teammates if it hadn't been for the fans. Because he says, um, "I felt like the fans had a lot to do with Tebow being elevated, just because they were chanting his name." There was a big calling for him. No, I didn't have any billboards. That would have been nice. <laughs> any billboards. <laughs> that would be weird if somebody, had, Quinn if somebody had put out a Brady Quinn billboard. Mrs. He's got, Quinn. Well, why didn't he do it? He's got the loot. Yeah, right. Well, of Mama, course, Quinn, Mama Quinn puts up a, a billboard in Denver. Of course he's right about the fans. And, in fact, I said that back in August and was mocked uh, by, by the likes of Rank and uh, Michael Fabiano and beyond for saying, in fantasy terms, don't get Peyton Manning, instead get Tim Tebow because... I wasn't Pey sitting over there during that little discussion. Uh, don't, Fabiano don't. F ridiculed me and Elliot Harrison. I was ridiculed for the suggestion that Peyton Manning wasn't good to have on your fantasy team because you didn't know if he was going to play, and if he did, it was going to be at the very end of the season. I said much more likely is that the Broncos, as an organization, are going to have to see what they have in Tim Tebow. He'll be in there by midseason. They're not going to be a great team. And that's exactly the way it played out. Where are my kudos? When's it my turn already? Instead, Paris Hilton's making 30K on the blackjack table. You know what happened is you went on Fantasy Life two weeks later and then downplayed the whole thing. Said you don't want this guy at all. Ruined I said, everything. No, I, said, I don't want him because I'm a, a football snob. I like my QBs who look like they're NFL QBs, not ones <laughs> who throw like, uh, I don't know what. Like Fernando a, like, Valenzuela. Like Fernando Valenzuela. Yeah, have too long a delivery like that. Um, so, and I've said it before. I, I'm also going to say this again too. The whole praying thing. So be it. Do whatever you want to do. If you if you want. But the idea that it shows how humble he is when you go down to one knee after you score a touchdown, by definition, is vain. That you think anybody cares that you just scored a touchdown. That that some that some force that transcends humanity somehow cares that you scored a touchdown and is owed your thanks for scoring that touchdown is 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 the height of hubris and the height of arrogance. So what I've learned here is that you and Brady Quinn have something in common. Listen, good for you if that's your faith and you believe but the, but but the but the notion that you you scoring 6 points is relevant 
to this to this power that you that, that you consider all knowing and and all powerful is like I say that I mean to me is the definition of arrogance. It is the it is the antithesis of humble. How say you, handsome Hank? Uh, we've we've had the discussion before. We have. Had I, 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 I mean, right. we can we can go back over it, but I, I think that in that case, well, surely Brady Quinn praying in the locker, it doesn't make any difference where you pray. On on your right. Go, so so that's Brady, right. So they're equally. It is to very. Be it is very. Look at me, as far as I'm concerned. Even if no one's looking at you. No, I'm saying when you do it on the field in the end but zone. But in the, the locker moment, room, it will be okay. That's fine. And by the way, do whatever you want to do, but don't expect me to to pat you on the back for being uh, such a selfless, uh, uh, you know, humble servant. You know, true or no? Cheating Handsome? for the camera while he's doing it? Yeah, that oh, might well, be a little I, bit much. <laughs> I know. Brady Quinn maybe goes too far with the suggestion that he's cheating the camera. Yeah. I don't remember him. Do you got this shot? Wait, I'll do it again. I'll do it again. <laughs> I don't remember anything like that happening. But uh, and uh, and you have another quote. I've for got us another, from another one. Quarterback. It's a very short one. It's uh, it's your favorite quarterback. I assume your favorite quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger. From my favorite team, um, at least from your favorite team. Uh, so uh, as you know, Aaron Rodgers is my favorite quarterback. Is he? Yes, he's he a is. guy who I think he's do you best. Know, I've fallen in love with Cam Newton. He's my favorite quarterback. I I think as a a persona, I really enjoy it. I love everything about him. Anyway, um, so the Steelers have hired Todd Haley as their their offensive coordinator. Very exciting news to everyone apart from Ben Roethlisberger, who has just – all he said is this. It could have been a text message. Who knows? He still hasn't called yet. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a high school girl. It really does. He still hasn't called. Well, yet. that's the rule. You don't want to call within three days of getting hired because right. then you look too <laughs> desperate. desperate. Yeah, it does seem like Roethlisberger is making is doing the thing like checking to make <laughs> yeah. sure his phone's working. <gasps> yeah, kind exactly. I've he, got a, a new text message. Oh, it's not from it's not it's not from Todd. He's calling his cell phone from the house phone and vice versa <laughs> just to make sure they're still working. Like I don't get what's going on. And how here. often did Bruce Arians <laughs> used to speak to him? Do you think they were like oh, no, they five were, or six times a day? They were pally apparently. Yeah, that they was were on it. BBM together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have no idea what BBM is. No, I don't. I, don't, no, I assume that some uh, some. It's like a messenger thing. You know, they were like, "What are you doing now?" In the UK. No, it's around the world. BBM. I think BBM. it's called BlackBerry Messenger. Listen, I don't want to get into it. It is BlackBerry Messenger. Thank you, I don't TD. Know. I don't know what it is. Who you know, still owns a BlackBerry in this day and age? Handsome Hank, delightful as always. You're a fan favorite. You're a favorite of mine. Only you and Rank have to solve your acrimony. I don't know why, what the, what the <laughs> beef is with the two of you. Is it that he's stealing your mic time? I, I'm still not over 1776. Good for you. Good for you. He has, he's been soon. holding it against me for a while. Well, yeah. He's a red coat. He's a you know little what? too glib. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like we couldn't find an American to do his job? Mm-hmm. How would he Good like point. it if some yank went over and started working for the EPL website doing their homepage? I literally wouldn't it wouldn't give me a second to pause. It would be, I'd, I'd be fine with that. I, you know what? I might be on, uh, on rank side now that you mention it. <laughs> you know what? He's a fine. He's a nice fellow and everything else. Yeah. But ultimately... Who's he? Who, who's he going to side with? Dave, who, can I can I make it who, up to you? Who's his loyalty to? The yeah, queen. The queen. The queen mum. Can I make it up to you by um, his kids by, American by putting though. the NFL in the centerpiece tonight on NFL. Ooh, the latest, that, latest the latest NFL. NFL. Would yeah, that the, make things better between us? It's a start. Okay. It's a start. Yeah. So we'll do the NFL. That's good. It's been on the network. You were right. They've been showing it on the network lately. They've shown a couple. It's uh, it's uh, going gangbusters. So thanks for that. Handsome Hank, and thanks for coming in with your tweets. 
Thank you and, very much. And uh, comments. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Adam. There he goes. Handsome Hank. He goes out. And now this is going to be good. This is uh, someone else from the NFL Network. We talk about Handsome Hank. See, he, is he, should he be allowed to talk about our sport? Now, on an NFL podcast, we're going to talk about another sport, the sport of puck. Nice. NHL hockey. I wanted to do this. I wanted to get this guy in here for quite some time. And uh, it's, uh, it's Sudsy, Bill Sedell. You, rea- you realize this is his second time on the show. Sudsy has been on the show? Yes. Very memorable appearance, I guess. Sudsy, when were you on the show? I don't remember. Oh, a few <laughs> weeks back, talking playoffs. Oh, you gave us some numbers. Remember? Yeah, but that wasn't puck talk. Oh, for crying out loud. I wanted, that's not how I see him right now. I'm no. looking at him as a new person. He might be our in-house hockey correspondent. You're hedging now. I'm glad I made such an impression the last It time. was a great impression that because I you, you distinguished yourself as a football fan and analyst extraordinaire. It's weird for me to now turn the page and see you in a different light as a, as a puck analyst and that's what we're going to do and that's what we do here on the show rank we made a commitment mm-hmm. to ourselves and to the Czech republic and to the rank amateurs that we were doing this show year round and to make it sing we can't just talk about football the whole time with that it would be ridiculous we like sports we like life adam <laughs> we like to talk about all our passions one of them is puck rank you like uh, the kings just that's for correct. full disclosure mm-hmm. you're an la kings guy those sweaters that they wore last weekend for Chad Simmer night, yep. those purple and golds, how they don't wear those is Fantastic. They got rid it's of the criminal purple. is what it is that they don't do it. It's a, it's a crime. So, Sudsy, I don't remember since obviously I don't remember when you were in here last time. Did we talk about that you're a diehard Flyers fan? Uh, we did. We, we mentioned it. We talked about it. Now you're wearing your Flyers golf shirt right now? Every day. <laughs> you wear that shirt every day? I wish I could. Now, do you agree with my uh, with the uh, with the little um, formula that I cooked up after watching? Because uh, I lived, I grew up on the other side of the Keystone State. I like the Pittsburgh Penguins. You like the Philadelphia Flyers. That's correct. I cooked up a little uh, Keystone puck formula, and it goes something like this: uniforms Philly over Pittsburgh, and then everything else Pittsburgh over Philly. Do you agree? I would have to disagree with just about every point. You why? I don't understand why. Explain to me why. What is better about Flyers uh, puck? Oh, why? We don't have enough time. I, I would love to hear you assert a couple of reasons why I'm wrong about that. When Who has the most cup titles? The Pittsburgh Penguins. Who's who's, who's got the, who's got the greater lineage of of players? The who's, Pittsburgh who's Penguins. Better every season. The Flyers. More often than not, the Pittsburgh when was, Penguins. Yeah, when was the last time the Flyers won the Cup? 70s? 1976? 70s, it would be. 1976. 75. So, 75, I'm sorry, 74. They were, they were in the finals in 76. They've, you know, they, we've... Egad. What a, what a, what a horrible... I, I feel, my heart does go out to you. I love the... Uh, here's the thing with Philadelphia fans. If you aren't a Puck fan, Ilya Brizgalov is the latest in a long, long, long line of goalies. They can never have a goalie. It's an interesting, as a matter of fact, it's an interesting issue. The Philadelphia Flyers have sought out, they're an otherwise good team for the last, you know, 30 years, and they have always lacked a goalie. That's always their Achilles heel, that they can't find somebody to stand tall in the pipes when it counts. What team in any sport can't solve one position as much 
or as as they have not been. Like people talk about the Bears quarterback. Bears quarterbacks. Yeah. But they had Jim McMahon who won a Super Bowl. Right. I said something to this effect. I said the 30-year-long search for a goaltender for the Flyers almost makes me feel bad for their fans. Almost. And uh, and I and people say, what about Ron Hextall? And I and my thought was, I must have gotten punched in the head or taken a, <laughs> uh, by Dave Brown or taken a cheap shot for, from Craig Berube and blacked out during the year that Ron Hextall took him to a Stanley Cup because uh, memory does not remind me of that one. Well, Ron Hextall as a rookie won the Vezina Trophy. I know what happened. You don't tell me what as the playoff MVP. But he didn't lift the Stanley Cup, did he? Well, they they faced the mighty Oilers, took him to a seventh game and. They were a beat up team. It was answer my question. Like Who's last? Who? What? What team in any sport has not been able to solve a single position for as long as they? You know, the, the Utah Los Jazz Ange- forever couldn't find somebody to shoot the ball. They they in the, for a long run with uh, with uh, until they got Jeff Hornacek. That the Jazz couldn't find a shooter, but then they got Jeff Hornacek. So that solved that one. I'm trying to think. Well, I mean, what team has never had? Like, there's got to be a baseball team that was great but didn't have a closer or something forever. During the '70s, the Los Angeles Rams didn't have that quarterback to push them over the top. They're always fighting out with the Vikings and the Cowboys. Cowboys had Staubach. The Vikings had Tarkenton. And the Rams were just running out, you know, mid-card jobbers, curtain jerkers, guys up to Dieter Brock, who were just not good quarterbacks. Oh, good for you. Well played, Adam Rank. Does that put you in the lead overall Got to. with your Dieter Brock reference there? Got I think that to. gives you maybe a two-point lead over me. Might uh, be. Career uh, in the podcast. Um, I think that, uh, what, you know, now that I'm thinking about Dolphins and Broncos running backs, except mm-hmm. the Broncos finally got uh, Terrell Davis, the Dolphins had a – Decent run with Ronnie Brown and Ricky Williams, but they never got over the hump. They haven't had, but of course they, in their history, have had good running backs. But this has been thirty some odd years since they've at, since they, but not as bad as as the Philadelphia the Browns, Flyers. Browns and their quarterback since Bernie Kosar. Yeah, but yeah, that's a, yeah Kosar and Brian Sipe. But I mean, boy, that I I, I don't know. Is that if, if if there's any team that's as bad as that one. Here's the thing, Sudsy, that I want to ask you about as a Philadelphia sports fan. Yes. Why is it more important to you? You guys get beaten up a lot. There, you know, it it used to be a badge of honor for Philadelphia sports fans to say, We booed Santa Claus. We booed Mike Schmidt. And No. No, it not used true. to be not true. Not what's not true. Come on. No badge of honor, no. No. It used to be, and then the national backlash over the last six, eight years. Philadelphia fans get fans get very upset when you bring that up. That's unfair. What we booing, laughing about Michael Irvin and all that stuff when it Michael Irvin's career. It was never Irvin's a badge career. of honor that we booed Mike Schmidt. That was a, a disgrace. It was never a badge of honor that they booed Santa Claus, which happened forty some years ago. I'm tired of hearing about it. Uh, that's right. Philadelphia fans don't like it when it when when other people start to say you guys are terrible fans. Philadelphia not, fans go not crazy. Not true. Not true. Not terrible fans. Most passionate fans in America. But was, don't, why is it more important? Here's then my question: Why is it more important to you that you can say that Il- Ilya Brizgalov, the goalie, he's he's a big ticket guy, comes in finally. This is the guy whose headspace is right. He's a glib sort of a guy. He's got a sense of humor. He's above the torment that Philadelphia sports I, fans I, can put him I through. I did think that would be true. And he's our. And he said, that "I need the, my brain is not cannot take." punishment from fans booing me like he said that a couple of days ago we care too much he said and he's crumbling he's crumbling what it's more important to philadelphia fans 
to be able to show that you can be abusive to your own players and get into their heads and ruin their careers than winning championships. You guys love the idea that you can manipulate people and get in their heads. That is more important to you on some level than it is in winning championships. Ergo, that's why you guys don't win t- titles. That's why the other side of the state is the city of champions, and you are this 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 horrible concoction of of poisonous bile being directed at your own players that's what look at donovan mcnab's career did you just bring him in here to berate philadelphia fans <laughs> i didn't do you mean really to. think Jeez. we enjoy enjoy berating our own players and we're we, i don't we know are loving this apparently Galaf situation do you think that's true don't you do you take uh, what have the you, fans done to Ilya Brzgalov? nothing i don't know he seems to think you've done something to him why didn't you guys, when you did the, the Mike Richards trade with the Kings, why didn't you just ask for Jonathan Bernier? I'm sure they did. Why yeah. didn't they make that work? Why don't you what, – what, uh, what about the fact that you guys, it seems like, very often talk about there – was a, there was a lot of people who thought Andy Reid should go out of Philadelphia. Yeah, and there still are, yes. Explain that. Well, perennial playoff since team. since 1990, perennial playoff team. Uh, yeah, that's that's great. And trust me, he's the best coach we've had in my lifetime. But that trophy case is still empty. Better than Dick Vermeil. He's been there His since lifetime. 99. Yeah, it's it's a bigger body of work. Sudsy's a younger man than us. He's you. I you weren't alive the, for I Dick Vermeil. I remember the Dick Vermeil. Yeah, Dick Vermeil was great. But 76 to 82 is mm. not 14 years. Now. And, I remember, you know, the Ray Rhodes, the Marion Campbell era, the the Rich Kotite era. Mm-hmm. I remember all that, and trust me, I was not fun. But Buddy Ryan, that was a star-crossed run for you guys when you had Buddy Ryan. Those are my favorite teams of my lifetime. Jerome yes. Brown, yes, by yeah, far my he favorite. He was great. Era. Yeah, maybe you didn't could've... win a playoff game. Zero and three with Buddy. Love Amazing. him. Fired for winning. That's what he said. Um, well, let's uh, let's talk about pucks since that's what I said I wanted to talk about a, a little bit with you. Um, can we agree that the one delightful thing would be as if the Washington Capitals didn't even make the playoffs? That's amazing. It's amazing. They've completely just taken a nosedive. I, I couldn't explain it. I looked today. Alex Ovechkin's 48th in the league in scoring. Somebody on Twitter 48th. asked me, has there been a guy who's had a bigger drop-off that wasn't injury-related mm-hmm. or something? Just it's unbelievable. Falling off the face of the earth. That is a great. That's a pretty Three good question. Three years ago, yeah. I I would have put Ovechkin right there as the most exciting athlete in sports. LeBron James, Sidney Crosby, anyone, I would have put Ovechkin right there, number one. Well, what is the explanation for this? I wish I knew the lack of Backstrom, Nicholas Backstrom, a little bit underrated, a little under the radar, but his, uh, glorious talent. His absence hasn't helped, but he's he's been there enough that that can't be an excuse. They it's tried just... to fix up that blue line a little bit. Dale Hunter, their ex filthy ex player, who's now the coach of that team, love to see his uh, his ineptitude. Boy, oh boy! But that, but yeah, it's it's bad for the sport of hockey though. That uh, two years ago, I was saying quite a bit that the NHL get on board now because almost every team had at least one signature player that was worth the price of admission. But, you know, obviously the two keys to that were Kid Crosby and Ovechkin. Ovechkin, this inexplicable plummet. And Crosby, you know, who knows what's going on with that, the potential tragedy of him never playing again or never playing anywhere close to what he used to be. I'm not ready to close the book on that yet. But, but uh, yeah, what a shame for the sport of puck. And it's not injury-related with Ovechkin, you wouldn't think. It's just it's, – it's amazing. 
What did, go ahead, speculate. What's it about? You're from that neck of the woods. What do you, what, what's the poop I, you hear over there? I wish I could. I don't know. I don't think anyone knows. It's. I know that you know he's been rumored he likes to party, but who, what young millionaire doesn't like to party? Yeah, I, I know. Mean, that's, that's I, I, I a, love. I love that rap on that uh, on anybody. Cause, that doesn't cause a three year decline. He likes to go out and uh, have some drinks and chase girls. Oh yeah, man! I mean, join the club. So yeah. I, I. Is that your thing too, Sudsy? Ah, you know, young millionaires. We like to stick together. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I don't know. What do you I, make of this uh, Red Wings run? I was a little. What is it? Twenty three home 23, wins in a row. It was a little bittersweet because they passed the the Flyers record, which of course you know once another example of the Flyers' greatness. But uh, you know, seventy five, seventy six was a different era than it's it got to sicken you though. You act like you you and I argue quite a bit. About which team would be better to be a fan of? Rank, mm-hmm. you weigh in on this, and, and Black Tie, you too. Who is better to root for if, if in the last quarter century as a hockey fan? Me, as a Penguins fan, who's gotten to witness three Stanley Cups, Mario Lemieux, the greatest player in the history of the sport. According to you. I've seen Yaromir Yager in his prime. I've seen Sidney Crosby, Geno Malkin, Myriad, not myriad good defensemen, but some nice ones. Chris Letang right now is uh, is maybe a name you aren't familiar with if you're not a hockey fan, but is perhaps the best defenseman in the game right now. Um, they, you know, they, they, they a couple of cups, a little bit of heartbreak mixed in uh, with uh, Tommy Brasso, and then the one a couple of years ago, or Sudsy Sedell, who is, whose team has been a little more consistent with their winning over the last 30 years. There haven't been very many lean years in Philly, but they never get over the hump. And, and their M.O. is all a bunch of goonery. They're just That's what they are. They're filthy. Not, it's not about skill and grace. It's about, it's about goonery. Which team is better to root for? How about goonery? That, was, that ended 20 years ago. Thuggery. That's not true. You bring in Chris Pronger last year. Daniel Carcillo. Because he's not a good years player. Ago. He's not a good player. Dan Carcillo was a Penguins draft pick. Don't give me this. And then we, and then we parted ways with him. Yeah, we for saw George LaRocque, who's known for his goal scoring. I know, Georgie LaRocque. Well, he, could, he could drop the gloves and mix it up. Well, he wasn't dirty, though. Come on, Marty McSorley? Was he ever a flyer? No, he was a Penguin twice. You know who's the greatest? Don't give me this. Yeah, but this the, the argument is still one-sided because you've got the cups. It makes it a complete runaway. If there had been one year where you could, you know, a separate it. runaway. Where you could separate. How Three could you, Stanley Cups yeah, to, oh, what do you, I mean, what's the, what's the comparison? Of course. The comparison would be like, would you have rather have been a uh, Patriots fan over the last decade or an Eagles fan? Like there's no I'm comparison. Happy being an Eagles fan, we didn't. No, cheat. you you root for your. Listen, I'm with you. You root for your team. Take it from me. I'm a L.A. Kings fan. The Ducks got invented in the '90s in the '92 '93. They've already won a Stanley Cup. All the soccer moms driving around Laguna Niguel with a duck sticker on their car can brag about, "Hey, my team won a cup." And, you know, and it's sickening. So the cup means it's a big deal. And I know what it's like when your rival has just one. You're talking three. And they had the second greatest player in NHL history, at least. You know, you can say whether it's Gretzky or Lemieux, wherever you fall, you know. You've had that. Like, it's it's not close. Like, you could, if you want to talk, the, it's, it would be, if you, if you want to talk Red Wings or Penguins, like, that's a comparison of teams that you can make. The Phil, the Flyers, believe me, I'm with you. I, I'm in the same boat as you. I know what it's like rooting for a team that sucks. Your team's at least good. The every Kings year, are, the Kings year. are terrible every year. 
They made it to the playoffs last year, and the previous time they had made it was you 2001. Guys, yeah, you guys are the Red Sox. That's what you are. You're the Red Sox oh. pre-2004. That's no. what oh, you, you know, are, basically. Actually, no. don't no, ever no. say the Red Sox. That's terrible. That's about basically no, no, what know, it is. No, 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 stop I've it. often said no, I'd rather wait. be a Cubs fan. I'm not not Cubs fan is bad because they've had some heartbreak over the last 15 years. But this perennially cruddy team, I'd almost rather root for. Let's as a for instance, I'd almost rather be a Pirates fan over the last 20 years than a Red Sox fan again pre 2004 because that thing of just you know by by the end of May by Memorial Day it's like all right they stink. What else is new? At least you aren't emotionally invested all year and have your heart dashed, your 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 dreams dashed. If you're a Red Sox fan or if you're a Flyers fan. Or an Eagles fan, or a Sixers fan, or uh, who am I forgetting? Phillies. Phil- oh well, not the Phillies. They don't count anymore. Now they're mm-hmm. good. But you, but you see what I'm getting. Well, last at. year I don't was that. bad for them. Yeah, that's right. The Flyers have not won since '75. Yes, I'll, I'll give you that. It's it's been painful. But they've been to the final six times since then. Now, that's not satisfying. Don't act like that's a satisfying they've been, thing they've been to say. To the conference finals 15 times, which I believe is tied for the most ever with Montreal in that in that span. They this lost, is stuff you're proud of? They lost to the Islanders to start their dynasty. They lost to the Canadians to start their dynasty. They lost to two Oilers teams that were probably the best ever. They lost to the Wings to start their dynasty, and they choked against the Blackhawks because and don't we forget, didn't have a, a goalie. And but, don't forget that the Penguins have eliminated you a couple times in, the, in, yes, in, in see, recent playoff but, matchups. You know, what do you have we, to say we, to that? What do you say? The, the North Stars, the eighth-seeded North Stars in the Cup Finals, we would have had one too. I mean – yeah, but what about the fact that uh, I, I, we weren't talking about 1991. We were talking about uh, 2009 when we defeated you and, on the way to the Stanley Cup. I wasn't talking about something that yeah, happened that 20 is, years ago. That is true, and it's, yeah. it's painful. 3-0 lead in game six yeah. at home and yeah. couldn't yeah. hang on. Yeah. I, trust me. I, yeah, it was sad. But I here's the thing about the Penguins. I, I never even – What's the thing about them? I never even – Acknowledge the Penguins. They haven't even been a rival of the Flyers or Flyers fans <laughs> ah, this is since about 2007. 2008 was when the Penguins became a rival. They were Sudsy. just another game on the schedule. Roberto I Romano love... in goal. Sudsy, let me stop you right there. They were never now, a rival. They went 20-some years without winning in the spectrum. They right. weren't a rival. Uh, listen, I, Sudsy, Browns, I agree with Cleveland you, except Browns, the, Pittsburgh Steelers the last 20 years have invalidated that. That's a cute crack to make. I can still make it's that crack. It's not a crack. It's reality. Your Cleveland Browns, <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers, is the same thing. It's true. If if only the Cleveland Browns had beaten this, had won three Super Bowls, and the Steelers hadn't won any in the last twenty. Well, the mid nineties. I wanted. I want to defend you. You know how I feel about the Philadelphia fans. I like them. I feel that we have a kinship because of our mutual hatred for all things New York and Boston. Yes. You're not helping me out here with your thing, dismissing the pink. Just admit it. They've won three. I don't want I, it. I don't I want admit it. I, I like I, it. I mean, what's not to but admit? Don't do but don't do this. Uh, you're not our rival type of thing. They are now, but they it, weren't it was, for the first 40 years of existence. between Which the you teams. weren't alive for. Absolutely, I was. I'm not a young All pup right. anymore. Uh, if you want to talk silly. I didn't realize that that's what we were doing. I didn't realize we were doing silly talk hour. I thought we were doing a <laughs> legitimate sports talk show here. All right, quickly before we wrap it up here. Well, like we do on every episode, the player who wore the episode number best, 55, is the number. Today, we have Junior Seau in mm-hmm. the NFL, Derek Brooks, new new uh, Hall of Famer Chris Hanberger, Leroy Jordan, Willie McGinnis, our, yeah, our, colleague, our colleague, Matt Millen, Joe Porter. Oh, yeah. Super Bowl champion, I think, for uh, again, for 
Steeler. Sorry to throw that in your face. No, Larry Murphy. Frank Lamaster. Yes, great. One. How about that? How come I had to do that? Yeah, Larry Murphy and uh, and uh, Sarge uh, Gonchar for the Pittsburgh Penguins. A couple of Stanley Cup champions again, right there for you. Chris mm-hmm. Gratton, a great flyer. Fifty-five is what he wore there. Yeah. I don't like when the guys wear 55 in the puck. I don't not, like that. Not very memorable. Looks too close to 66. <laughs> Anyone else I'm forgetting about there? In football or all sports? All sports. Oh, it will, we're forgetting the number one guy who wore it the best. Oh, Oral Hershiser. Oral's yeah. better. Yeah. Well, I agree. Fly, I say Flyers fan, Oral Hershiser. Is that right? Weird. Dikembe Mutombo also wore 55. Dikembe? Mm-hmm. We got to go uh, an AC Earl, right? Didn't he? Ooh. Iowa Hawkeyes. Yeah, yeah, Jason Williams. and uh, Both Jason Mm. Williams wore 55. That's interesting. Um, Lorenzen Wright and so on. Wally Zerbiak. Dwayne Shinsis. Dwayne I think we go Dwayne Shinsis. No, I think we have to say the greatest ever. I'm I'm with you. Oral Hershiser. Even though he didn't have as long a run as Junior Seau, we've said it before. We'll say it again now. That is the record that will never be broken, is his uh, scoreless inning streak. So amazing. It 55, is. Or, excuse me, 59 and a half. Amazing. Third? 55 and I'm a I'm not sure what it is, but it's remarkable. That you think about that. 59 What's, and it's. That's, what, six straight shutouts? <laughs> more? More than six straight shutouts? And he amazing. was. And he, if you went back and looked at the Dodgers lineup from 88 when they won the World Series. Atrocious. Terrible. Like, what an awful lineup, and it was all Oral Hershey. Yeah, worse. That, that really is. Uh, that's right down there with the New Jersey Devils in 95 and the St. Louis Cardinals, the 83-win Cardinals, as the worst champion from a sport in a long, long time. And uh, the uh, in the 2011 New York Giants, by the way. <laughs> you might want to throw in there. Stop it. They were 9-7. and seven. Their record was bad, but they were the best team. I guess you're right. All right. Well, listen, Sudsy, thanks for stopping by. We'll uh, we'll kibitz more about the puck as the uh, playoffs draw near. Rank, thanks to you. Thanks to Handsome Hank. Thanks to Black Tie. And thanks to you, listener. We'll be back with more Huey and Applesauce later on in the meantime. Thanks so much, podcasters. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry... But it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all new, all hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com.